Greetings all. Thanks for joining us today on Hiring University, powered by Ursus. My name is John Beck. I'm the founder and CEO of Ursus and your host today. Uh, we are very lucky and fortunate to have Jordi Kern, who is the founder and CEO of Eagle 7 uh, Staffing, joining us. And I'll let Jordi in a second give uh, a little background on his company and himself. We're going to chat with Jordi today about all things job searching related and primarily from the lens looking through from a candidate in these unique times of COVID-19, there are even more tricks of the trade and recommendations that will help you stand out amongst others in your search. I think Jordy and I are both in agreement that there is hope out there and there are people hiring and hopefully within the next 15 or 20 minutes, you can walk away from this podcast with a better understanding and have some, some tips and tricks in your tool bag to go and, uh, and find your next job. Full disclosure, Eagle 7 and Ursus are partners. Jordy and I also share the same barber, so I want to get that out of the way. But uh, Jordy, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Eagle 7 and your mission, which I love, and, and give us a sense of, of, of your All journey. right. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you, John, for having me on today. Thank you for doing this extremely valuable podcast that you do to, to educate people and help them with their careers. So I'm, I'm happy to be here, happy to share any advice and stories a little background on Seven Eagle Group. We, we started about five years ago with the mission to help military veterans with their careers, help place them into positions and decent paying ones as well, so they can get on a career path and feel good about the work they're doing after their military service. We have about 30 people on our team. Everybody works remotely. So it's been, you know, it, it, sort of a smooth transition for us coming into the mess we're going through right now because we're used to the virtual work. We have team members all over, you know, the U.S. We have some in Mexico, some overseas as well. And everyone is just very passionate about helping our the veteran community. That's our mission. That's what we're here to do. Everything we do for the veterans is a free service. We reach out to companies around the country, encourage them to hire veterans because uh, we feel they have, you know, the grit, the determination, the skill set, the adaptability that make them really great workers in the civilian, in the civilian setting. Most of our clients are in the manufacturing space. We do typically about a 50 to a $90,000 a year salary. That's our wheelhouse. We have initiatives where we're now training veterans for careers in cybersecurity, which we're really excited about. And we actually just launched a new division called FreelanceVets.com that is going to help military veterans and military spouses all around the world connect with companies who want to hire them for work from home positions. So that's pretty, pretty timely, and we're really excited to, to blow that one up. And the freelance vets is is really it's a flexible call it gig economy platform, correct? So the opportunity to work at your hours and your timing, similar to an Uber driver or whatnot, is that right? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's, and I think coming when when things start to get better with and people start to go back to work, I think you're going to have a lot of companies, business owners say, you know, wasn't that bad? We were able to get a lot of the work done we we needed to from home they'll see the enormous savings that they can realize by having people in a freelance type setting instead of a W-2 environment. Then on the other um, side of that, you're gonna have a lot of people, I feel, who 
enjoy being at home with their families and working and are going to go to their bosses and say, Hey, can I work a couple days a week at home? It's not, it's not for everyone. Like my wife doesn't particularly like it. I love working at home, but for those who do want to work at home, I think there are going to be a lot more opportunities for them. Yeah, I, I agree. I was, I was going to come back to that, but since we're talking about it now, the, the work from home conversation is now in the forefront. And yeah. I think you and I are in agreement as companies that run even pre-pandemic virtual teams. And it's not for every job, obviously, if you're a forklift driver or whatnot, you've got to go and and show up for work. But there are a lot of jobs where people commuting back and forth and sitting in the desk with their, you know, headphones on, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I'm, I'm happy to see more and more companies having the conversation. And I think we're proving it out right now too. I mean, there, there, there are arguments that, that a uh, happier, healthier employee is a more productive employee and more work's getting done at home than maybe in the office where people are hanging right. out by the water cooler <laughs> or doing whatever they shouldn't be doing. So that's really encouraging. And I'm glad you're seeing the same thing on, on, on your side as well, too. And I think, I think it's this next generation that has to continue to push that agenda. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. The New York Times, before this happened, the New York Times predicted, I think by 2025, half of the workforce would be in some form of remote capacity. And I think this is speeding that up. I think it's going to be much sooner than that. We'll hit those numbers. But you're right. A lot of the younger generation, people in their 20s, 30s, they want that quality of life that comes with some of the stuff you mentioned. Yeah. Excellent. Well, so tell me, tell me, you know, your advice, you obviously are talking to job seekers and hiring managers every single day. What's the state of the market right now? What are you seeing out there? You know, and, and maybe two part question, what are your recommendations for those people looking for a job? And we can get really tactical in terms of the, the things that they can be doing to, to, to stand out amongst the crowd. Can you give me a sense of what you're seeing? I mean, listen, there's no doubt a lot of the direct hire executive type jobs, you know, paying 40, 50 grand or more. A lot of those are on pause right now. Companies are just, I think, uh, a little nervous about opening those positions back up until they know what's going to be happening with their company, with the economy. I feel though, this is an incredible time for a job seeker to, to who, who's looking for a new opportunity to just do some tremendous work to, to, to reach out, but to brand themselves, to reach out to hiring managers, to explore new career opportunities. Everybody is working, pretty much working at home right now. And people I've noticed are so reachable right now. It's really easy to get somebody to jump on a Zoom call with you or take a phone call. Mm. You got to take that first step. You know, if you're looking for an opportunity a couple months from now, start planting those seeds immediately. You know, networking is what is going to get you hired. You know, network with, you know, recruiters who are in your industry who can help you network with hiring managers in in your industry who you want to go directly to. Don't rely on want ads and job ads that you might see online. Those, that's not how you're going to get hired, but just start to build your network you know, find, put together a target list of companies that you want to approach, find people in authority at those positions and reach out to them on LinkedIn. Everybody is, you could find anybody on LinkedIn, yes. but don't reach out to them for a job. I think a, a big mistake a lot of job seekers make when they're, when they're doing what they call, you know, the networking portion is they'll, they'll, their first approach is, Hey, are you guys hiring? Hey, do you have anything for me? And that's not, I think the best strategy to take, I think a better strategy is to 
go to people asking for advice, asking for suggestions, asking for help, listen to their stories. You know, I think there's a saying, ask somebody for a job, they'll give you advice, but if you ask them for advice, they'll give you a job, it'll lead to a job. And I think that's really true. You got it, because people have their guards up, you know, they're like, what does this guy want? I don't know who he is. Don't put him on the spot, you know, just do it in a very genuine way and really try to learn about what they're doing and what was been their career path, what would they recommend for someone like you. And one thing I, I, I truly believe is, most people who are working and achieve some level of success are more than happy to give back to those after. And, they're, they're, and, and you're, you're making them feel important, you know, by asking their opinion. So I think you have to take full advantage of the networking opportunities that are available to you right now. Yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I talk to, as, as you do, a lot of job candidates. And whenever I hear somebody say, you know, I'm really sorry that, you know, they reach out to me. I'm sorry. I just want to have a conversation with you. The first thing I say is don't be sorry. You're doing the absolute right thing. Right. You know, it's almost, I mean, to take, you know, it's a, it's a bad analogy, but it's topical. If you think about the virus and, and our, and our wanting to social distance and not limit contact, the reverse is true for job seeking. You want to make as yeah. many connections and talk to as many people to connect those dots because you're right through one of those conversations, somebody's going to have, a right. warm lead or a hot lead or introduction. And I think the biggest challenge for people is to just continue to make connections and talk to people because it's hard. You're not going to necessarily on the first conversation, get a job offer. It's going to take 10, 20, 30, if not more. And yep. it'll serve you well, not only for this job that you get, but for further opportunities down the road as well too. And I think, you know, this generation does a good job because they're social and connected. I think older generations, you know, boomers or whatnot have a harder time with that because it's not, it's not part of their natural daily routine. Right. Um, So can't, I think that's really, really good advice. Um, Yeah. The, the, um, to add to that, um, you know, I feel the, the internet, while it's great for some parts of job seeking, I think it's horrible for others, horrible in that it makes people really lazy, right? I'll give you a perfect example. We have a couple jobs right now for like some warehouse type of position, a $15 an hour job that we need to fill. Not a great career, but nevertheless, a company needs, needs a person. We put, we advertise that position on Indeed. We got 950 applicants wow. for that. Wow. 950. Wow. The likelihood of one person applying on Indeed and getting hired with us, getting past us to get to the client, they're better off going out and buying a lottery ticket. Yeah. You know, don't because we're not we're not spending more than five seconds on each of those resumes. Yeah. But if somebody just took the time to pick up the phone and call me or call our, our recruiter and say, hey, I saw that job for the warehouse. That sounds awesome. Hey, I'd love to learn more about. And just automatically, they go to the top of the list because they're showing an interest. And they picked up the phone to take that initiative. And, you know, the same is true, like you said, of, of networking. Like, just get out of your comfort zone. And the, the uh, a saying I like to use is, when they zig, you zag. When everyone else is sitting there hitting apply, 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 do the opposite and go out you know, when times are better, go have ask people to have coffee with you and just once a day make an effort to talk to somebody new in your industry. And I, this hasn't failed in my career. When I give this advice to someone, go out and talk to somebody new in your industry. Don't discriminate. Don't think, oh, that person's only a plumber. I'm not going to talk to it. Just talk to people because you never know who knows who. By the end of the month, you'll have an opportunity because somebody is going to say, 
you know. Oh my gosh, wait, I know, I, I just talked to a young guy. He told me yeah. he was looking for work. Let me, let me see if he's still available, you know, yes. because positions open up all the time. And that's right. Companies want to fill them with people who come to them either from a reference or a source. They don't want to have to resort to Indeed or Monster or any of those to fill these jobs. They want to find people who come referred by somebody. Yep. hundred percent. We have a saying politely persistent, right? Yeah. <laughs> continue to be persistent, be polite and respectful, but but keep knocking. Yeah. Let, let's 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 switch around to the other side of the table now. You're a hiring manager in the state of the world today. What are you, what are you doing differently, if anything, than you were 45 days ago? Oh man, good question. I mean, I think they are. They've had a, a directives to sort of pause everything. I think that's pretty much across the board um, for most industries, but. I feel they are the smart ones, I think, are looking ahead and saying, okay, when things open up in a month or two months or three months, I need to have my people in place. And I think, I think just like I think it's a perfect time for the job seeker to start reaching out to those people, I think these hiring managers have to do this because I think a lot of people are going to come out of this and you're going to see a lot of people going into different careers reevaluating their life where they are making different changes quitting their job and trying something else so i think hiring managers if they're not prepared they're going to be caught with their pants down when when things get back because yeah. it's going to be a fight for the best talent agreed agreed okay let's switch gears a little bit i want to talk about about you jordy and wow. and hopefully our listeners can glean <laughs> some things about career development based on your own personal experience so the first question i have is so why did you ever get into start? Why did you start a staffing company? And, and what was the biggest surprise thus far? Cause you've been at it for a, a while at 70. Yeah. Tell me about yeah, the motivation and, and what, you, what you've realized. I know. Yeah. This is my fifth year um, doing this. I've, you know, I grew up with a, a, a dad and a grandfather who were entrepreneurs as well. And I sort of just always knew my path would be after college to start my own my own business. And uh, that's what I ended up doing. I'd never really worked for anybody else. I'm 53 now. I've had a number of ventures over the years. Most of them fail. Anyone who's considering going into business, you got to expect that. It's going to be a lot of a lot of failure. Hopefully you learn from those failures. You keep plugging away. You keep, you keep going at it. And about, you know, what is about, well, that's five, five, six years ago, I said, you know, I, I want to do something with my career, with this sort of, you know, you know, next chapter of my career. I want to do something that I love, something that I can really get passionate about. And all my prior businesses, I never really loved them. I never, you know, it was more of a job to me. It wasn't a real, something that got me fired up to get out of bed. And now I, so I, I did a lot of soul searching at that time. And I, I always felt like I missed out on something by not serving I thought, I think I would have been a pretty good soldier. I'd love, when I look back now at my life, I get, I, you know, get upset that I didn't explore that route. My dad served in World War II and mm. he, you know, he never talked about it. You know, it was a different, I think different time back then for those guys. I think he, you know, had a tough go in the military and just never promoted it to me, never pushed it on me. So I never, it never crossed my mind. But then as I got older, I said, I want to do something for the people who, who, who served our country, protect our freedom, who we owe so much to. And I combine that with, 
you know, an interest of mine, which was getting people jobs throughout my prior career. I've always had a love of helping people move on, whether it be an intern, helping them get, get another job, helping somebody, you know, navigate that confusing process. And I always thought that I was pretty good at it. So I combined the two to come up with this idea for Seven Eagle Group. And, and that's what we launched. And, you know, it's been a great ride. I, I absolutely love the work. I wish I came across it 20 years prior. Yeah. Well, let's, so let's say that. that, that leads into my next <laughs> question. If you could jump into the Wayback Machine to from the, you know, age 52, 53, yeah. to when you first started your career, what do you tell yourself knowing what you know now as you're starting your career off? That's a good question. I would, anyone who's considering starting, you know, a business when you're young, it's put that pedal to the metal then go as hard as you can work as long, you know, it's hard work. It's, it's, it's not a nine to five when you're your own boss. I mean, it's all the time. I wish I worked harder when I was younger, you know, sacrifice a little bit more to, to, enjoy the rewards of that as I got later, as I got later on in life. Once you, you know, as you get older, your responsibilities are increased, you know, you have families, you have, you know, the bills just keep going up and up. They don't go the other way. And the time to take those chances, take those risks, I think is when you're young. So I, I, I don't know, I kind of wish, I, I, I kind of wish I put more thought into other business options. Well, as, as, as uh, <laughs> business books and, 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 and studies show there's typically not a straight line. Um, no, that's for sure. <laughs> especially with starting your own business. So yeah, no, that's, really um, so that's great. So I, I want to wrap up with, with kind of a shotgun round here and some questions just again, more about you, but more just about, you know, less the career, more Jordy, the person. So what's, what's something that people misunderstand or, or, or misperceive about you that you don't believe is actually true? Oh man. I'm talking probably about your employees here. <laughs> what do they believe about me? Let me say. And they'll be listening to this, mind you. So choose your words carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, I got to get a good answer. Give me one sec. <laughs> they. I, I, I feel like they, sometimes they give me more credit than what I'm doing. They're like, oh, Jordy's, you know, he works hard all the time. He's, you know, got all the answers. He's creative. He's, and I mean, I try my best at this stuff, but, you know, one of the challenges of running a small business, of small venture is you got to wear all the hats you're doing, everything, you know, and it's hard, you know, sometimes when you don't focus in and narrow, you know, zero in on a task, you, 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 you don't, you do everything average, you know, as opposed to doing something really well. But, okay. I, I, I think that's a very, <laughs> I think you're underselling, but I appreciate yeah. that. I put you on the spot. I'm going to ask it a different, different way. I gave you enough money to go buy a billboard on the main thoroughfare in town. What do you put on it about yourself? Oh man, promoting myself. Yes. I would put, I think I would put, I love the word grit. I, 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 I think I would put that to describe myself. I think I, I, I have a sort of this run through a wall attitude about 
everything I, I, I do with my career, with my personal life. And I think that's how I probably describe it. I like other way. people, people yeah. to think about me. <laughs> Listen, it goes back to the beginning of our conversation with job seekers, right? It, it yeah. Grit. You got to, yeah. you're going to get knocked down 10 times so you yeah. can get up on the 11th. So, uh, no, there's no doubt. I mean, I gosh, I've been knocked down so many times and uh, yeah, you just got to keep getting up and getting up and never stop. And I try to teach these lessons to my, I have a 13 year old and a 19 year old daughter. My daughter doesn't listen to me, but my 13 year old, I still got him for a little bit. But I try to tell him like, don't give up. It's okay to fail. It's okay. You're going to get, you know, he got cut from a baseball team. I'm like, don't worry about it. Just keep practicing hard, you know? And yep. so I love, well, I love it. Yeah. And again, the state of the world is going to challenge us yeah. more so in that regard. So I, yeah. I think that's very topical. Jordy, now that I've, I've grilled you for 15, 20 minutes, if you have one question for me, what is it? Oh, man. I want to hear how you got into your, your entrepreneurial, how you got the entrepreneurial bug, how you got decided to get into the field as well. Yeah, I, I have a similar trajectory as you do. I did a lot of different things in technology and it sat on a lot of, I was very fortunate to sit on a lot of successful companies that were acquired and a couple that went public and had really good mentorship and, and leaders that I worked for. But I never had up until, you know, my mid forties, the confidence to go, I've always wanted to, but the confidence to go start my own. And my biggest regret is I didn't do it 10 years sooner because, you know, you're going to make mistakes regardless of your experience level or intellect or resources that you have. And when I went, when I started my company about nine months into it, I went back to all the people that I worked for before and, you know, bought a lunch, a coffee or a drink <laughs> that, Hey, I thought I understand what you were going through and I had no idea, <laughs> I, I had no appreciation whatsoever. Uh, yeah. But it's been one of the most rewarding things that I've done. And, and like you, I have a fantastic team that are, you know, passionate and hardworking and just really good at what they do. And so I'm, I'm very blessed. And again, that's why I think our two companies are, you know, in partnership together and working together. Yeah. So, um, okay. yeah I appreciate it. How do you deal with, this is a challenge I, we deal with all the time, and it's a killer of this, of being in this industry. It's, you know, we work with clients that give us assignments, you know, one of those job seekers that we're working with, if, if, we're, if we do our jobs well, is going to get hired. The other 99% of them are not. And it's always hard for us. It's like, oh, I hate to have to reject all these good people. You know, it's a tough, it's a tough industry. It's a tough industry, and I think I think the difference between some companies is how you treat people regardless of what the news is, because everyone deserves the respect and communication, whether it's good news or bad news, and that's not always easy to do, So, and especially in this time. But I think I'm a big believer in, in karma, and especially in this industry, and you, you got to do right by people. It's the golden rule. Yeah. Um, and if they didn't get the job the first time, again, uh, you know, reverting back to grit. Um, they're going to stay with it and they're going to find the right home from that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really good advice. And I think most people in our industry don't do that. They do the opposite. They look at it as a very transactional, yeah. you know, it's people you know, It's people. people, and they got to realize, you know, Hey, this, you got to call people back. You got to right. give them a butt, you know, and it's because when you do that, it's amazing. You get, we get thanked by people. Oh, thank you for responding. Yes. We didn't that's think right. we'd hear from anyone. And, uh, so that's, that is good. That's great. What do you, what are your plans for, for your, for just like what five years from now, where do you guys see you might be? 
Yeah, I, I think there's enough in front of us. You know, we're, we lead with technology, although we do other things. And I think in, in, you know, and specifically within cloud technologies and development of cloud technologies, and obviously there has and will continue to be a movement towards that for companies, which I think now in, in the face of COVID-19 only accelerates. I think any company that was on the fence about making that migration, whatever you want to call it, digital transformation, cloud transformation, um, a lot of them won't have a choice now. And it's not just in the private sector, it's in the public sector. And so that for us is a huge opportunity. And I think for the workforce, it's a huge opportunity. The opportunity to train and staff elevate your skills to find those jobs and to be part of that movement is really where a lot of the growth and, you know, and whether it's in technologies that relates to telemedicine or education or work from home, government, all of them need a complete overhaul. And that could lead to what some are calling the next, you know, industrial revolution for us. So while things are tougher right now, I think better days are ahead and, and, and people, you know, again, setting themselves up for when that time comes, the work starts now. And hopefully you and I can, can contribute and, and be part of that. So that's, that's our plan. Yeah, Um, that's exciting. I love it. You're right. I mean, I think people get extremely creative when times are tough like this and you'll see some really cool innovations. And and like you said, people were on the fence before now going to, you know, all of a sudden be in position to hire a lot of people, you know? So if you're a job seeker, try to, try to envision what's coming next and put yourself in those in positions where companies need someone like you. And if you need the skills to, to, to be there, go, there's a perfect time to go teach you could teach yourself any skill. Absolutely. You know, and no use question. this time now to do that. No question. No question. Yeah. Well, listen, Jordy, we really appreciate you coming on the show and your insight and, um, and candor and um, self-deprecating humor and sense of humor. <laughs> um, so, no, really appreciate it. Before we wrap up, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find Seven Eagle um, sure. on board's website? Yeah. Well, thank you. Our website is seveneagle.com, the number seven, the word eagle. The new freelance site we have is freelancevets.com. Yeah, please check them out. If there's anything I could ever do for any of your listeners, if you ever want just someone to, to talk to, someone to help get ideas for networking or whatever it is, call me anytime. Reach out. I never turn down a job seeker who's asking for advice or suggestions. I'm happy to, to help in any way. But thank you so much, John, for having me on. This was a, a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. Great to have you, Jordy. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks to our listeners. We'll see you next time. Take care.